I'm Stina. I'm Danielle. We want to focus on uh, television and movies in particular. Yes. Disclaimer that we are in no way film experts. A deep, like, dive. Be quiet. Whoa. I'm yelling. Back me up on this one. (laughs) Hey, you're listening to Two Girls Watch TV. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Two Girls Watch TV. I'm Danielle. And I'm Stina. Danielle, I have something to tell you. <laughs> that you waited until this very moment? I am I ready. Did. I, I did. Because because you're going to get it. And I didn't want to just, like, tell you in one of our casual conversations. But, so Danielle and I go thrifting. Danielle definitely is a much more frequent flyer. Um, but when Danielle and I go thrifting, I always end up spending way too much money (laughs) um i put an asterisk on that that when we go shopping i have a tendency to be an enabler in a lot of ways and one of them is especially during shopping where i'm like you need it you definitely need it (laughs) but i feel like with thrifting with you there's more pressure because this is your one shot. You do not miss your chance to blow. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime as opposed to like, oh, I can leave it. And if I really like it, I can come back to it with like regular shopping. It ain't going to be there. Exactly. You know what? I did that and I regret it. I still regret it. There was a pair of brand new ruby red patent leather Prada pumps at a consignment shop and I was like, I should get these. And I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna get them because I really want Python cowboy boots from San Antonio when I went. So I was like, I'm not gonna spend the money on these because I really want those boots. So I didn't get those Prada shoes. I never found the boots when I was in San Antonio. And I went back to that consignment shop immediately and the consignment shop closed down. Wow. So we don't fuck around anymore. No. No. Be something, we say something. That's true, especially when it comes to a one-time deal. And so speaking of a one-time deal, Danielle um, convinced me that it was a really good idea, and it was, to get this dress. And you're going to know what I'm talking about, but it's the dress, it's like the long dress that's like dark with all the colors in it. The color block? Yeah. Yes. So it's got sleeves, and the sleeves are striped with like a midnight, a canary yellow, an orange, and a fuchsia. And then... In the dress on the top, we have big, thick stripes of those bright colors and thin stripes of the midnight. At the waist, it's like a belt of the midnight. And then at the bottom, it's mainly thick stripes of midnight with thin stripes of all those bright colors. It's a spectacular piece. I've never seen anything like it. Mm -hmm. And so Danielle was like, you gotta get it. I finally wore it. There you go. I did. I wore it. I went to a bridal shower this weekend and I wore it to that. And then I met up with a friend afterwards. Uh, Well, I guess I could say it. I I met up with our legal team. There you go. (laughs) After uh, Jeff, if you're listening, it was great seeing you. Um, Afterwards, and we just like caught up and grabbed a beer. And uh, we were just like hanging out, sitting outside. And I was like, I gotta get up. I can't be sitting this long. I was like, let me just let me just get up and stretch if you don't mind. And he was like, yeah, that's absolutely fine. He's like, I'll take a lap with you. So we take a lap 
and I'm walking around and this woman comes out of the out of the brewery and she's like I love your dress and I was like thank you so much I can't even tell you where I got it because I thrifted it and she's like I don't care it's just beautiful (laughs) there is no better feeling in the world than when you get a compliment from a stranger and mm-hmm. in for me personally, it doesn't matter who it's coming from. Like, it does not matter who that person is. As long as you're getting said compliment, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. And that's why I do my best to compliment, compliment any random person with a piece of clothing that I like of theirs. However, sometimes people can be, like, not nice about it and be like, meh, and, like, kind of shoo you off. However, that should not stop you from complimenting a random stranger on their piece of clothing because it will brighten their day. Because I've done it. I've done it for clothing. I've done it for shoes. I've done it for glasses. You know what else I do it for? Eyebrows. Mm. Some very nice eyebrows. And I feel the need to tell them. There you go. Mm-hmm. Look at that. So I needed to share that with you because I couldn't. I just bursted out laughing when she was like, I don't care. <laughs> that is pretty funny. That That's quite a response. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, thanks. (laughs) Because it's always like when you do compliment a person, like uh, the next word out of their mouth should be like where they bought it. Usually it is. So that's why if it's like a place where I got a bargain, I like, I'll tell people, like, go to Target. (laughs) That's where I got it, you know, or whatever, whatever it is, wherever I got it. But if it's a thrift shop piece, I always say like, oh, I wish I could tell you, but it's thrifted. Mm -hmm. So I don't even know what to say. Mm -hmm. So I just like, oh, thank you. It's actually thrifted. Yeah. She didn't she didn't care. It was so funny. Oh god. I was like, I can't wait to tell Danielle. Now I wanna go thrifting. Then again I always want to go thrifting. But now I wanna go thrifting. It's been a minute for me. I've been doing it on Poshmark. I uh I may or may not have done a quick thrift uh not last weekend, this past weekend, but the weekend before that. I did one of those like you drop off your bags to donate and then you like take a turn about the store. So yeah, like well, I've been with you on those. You support them in two ways mm-hmm. <laughs> where you're giving them merchandise, but also you're paying for merchandise that's being sold. Mm-hmm. You're really, really supporting the thrift store. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And a hundred percent in all of the ways. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually found some pretty good stuff. I found uh, a nice like silk shirt that's like a salmony color. I got a dress that I'm not like too crazy about. I got a brown like 2000 style like shimmy shirt that I kind of snapped off the back of Lorelai Gilmore. That's the vibe. And then I got like the perfect fitted like blue and white striped t-shirt. Ah. Yeah. It's work. Wonderful. You always find you always find great things at consignment shops and thrift shops. I personally or just like you and I I'm in saying, general. Well, I'm just saying in general. I've I've been very lucky. There yeah. have been many a time where I've made out like a bandit. I feel like the appeal to thrift stores is shopping is a sport. And, like, thrifting is the excellence of that said sport. Like, it is the higher stakes. Higher stakes are being made. 
and you are finding pieces that like work for you but also like are good yeah. quality but also like are not being laid out perfectly for you you know what i'm saying yeah oh yeah and i don't know if you're aware i'm sure that you are because you're aware of danielle knows all um but that store you know second ave right mm-hmm. they opened one in montclair i did not know this they opened one what? in montclair right next to the urban outfitters i think and I, your girl, got a pair of Rick Owens shoes there for a really good price. I saw that they opened. Yes. A, I thought it was just like a vintage store or like a consignment store. It's a second half. Second half. Correct. Correct. I've, I, so I bought like a couple of like smaller items, like some cardigans. But I think I got a J. Crew cashmere cardigan in tan once. That was a good deal. Because I only they realized it was cashmere because I got it for $11. I don't think anyone knows how bad this is going to be for me. Like, I I can't have a thrift store this close to me. Should we just have a podcast where we talk about this? (laughs) We're already having a podcast where we talk about this. I think it should be like a YouTube podcast so, like, we could show people the clothes. (laughs) We keep talking about them. I feel like, I, I feel like, ooh, this is a good transition. Are you ready for this? Yeah. I feel like it's when you describe food to people who are hungry. Uh, uh. There you go. Uh, there you there go. There it is. I found it. It took me a little while to connect the dots, but I did it. <laughs> you did it. That being said, what are we talking about today, Christina? Oh, Danielle, we are talking about season one only. Of the bear. Yes, because Danielle has not finished season two of the bear. So no spoilies. No spoil. Oh my gosh. Okay. <sighs> All so, right. So we're talking about season one of the bear. Season one only. So the bear initially aired on FX. Yep. It's an X- FX. Now show. it's also streaming on Hulu. Yep. That's where I watched it on Hulu. Same. FX got it's an underdog for really good original shows. It's true. Yeah. That's where our favorite show, uh, What We Do in the Shadows, is. I know. And there are new I'm episodes not. coming out. And now I can't wait. I haven't been watching the new episodes, but I need to. I haven't um, they're, not, they're not totally on Hulu yet. Or no. are they now? A couple weeks ago when I checked, they weren't there. Other great FX shows, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That's right. Mm-hmm. Thinking about what else? Atlanta's FX. Is it really? Yeah. I thought it was HBO. No. It's FX. Okay. All right. Now I'm just thinking of FX shows. I could be here all day. Um. Yeah, you could because there's there's a lot. Yeah. I'm trying to think. What's one that I'm like just blanking on that was like super, super popular? Hill and Song. Mm-mm. No. Um, Tyrant? Uh-uh. Be- Breaking Bad was not FX. No, that was... No. Breaking Bad was not FX. I'm not starting that rumor. I want to say Breaking Bad was like... AMC. AMC. That's what I thought it was. Yeah, there's but there's a lot on FX. Yeah. Okay. Except, yeah. Sons of Anarchy. 
Mm, yes, that was Justified. FX. I never watched Justified. Nick does. The Americans. Never watch it. Okay. The League. Never the Shield. It. The Patient. They all begin with the. <laughs> Who's greenlighting these shows? <laughs> does it have the in the title? Mm, patient Morgan. sounds cool, but how about the patient? Americans, <laughs> how about the Americans? Actually, that one might just be Americans. I'm not sure. No, no it's, it's the Americans. Yeah, I was going to say that it's the Americans. Hmm? I don't know. Too many those. All the articles. Okie doke. Uh, let me uh, get back on track here. Yeah, with so speaking of, we're talking about the bear. The bear. Oh, my God. <laughs> Everything is the. Everything is the. Everything is the. Okay, Danielle, what are the awards? Oh, good, good cue, good cue. Hold on, let me open it up. Sorry, I have like twenty five thousand uh, tabbies open on my uh, my little screen here. I'm sure that's great for your connection. <laughs> Love it. All right. So, let's start with primetime Emmys because they're a doozy. So this is a 2023 nominee for Outstanding Comedy Series. Let me just... Wait, you're going into season two um, awards, right? Oh, no, it's season one. Got nominated in 2023? The Emmys are for... The Emmys right now are for season one because season two just came out. So next Emmys are going to be for season two. Okay, got it. Sorry. Um, how ridiculous is it? I'm going to continue on with this, but this is a comedy. I know it's, it's a drama. It is 1000% a drama. Okay. Anyways, nominated for outstanding comedy series. Jeremy Allen White is nominated for outstanding lead actor in a comedy series. Um, Ayo Ed. Edaburi, Edaburi, Adiburi, Ayo Adiburi is what we're going to land on, um, is an outstanding, nominee for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series. Um, John Bernthal is nominated for Outstanding Guest Actor in a Comedy Series. Um, Oliver Platt is nominated for Outstanding Guest Actor in a Comedy Series. Um, Eben Moss Backrack is nominated for or Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series, uh, Outstanding Casting for a Comedy Series, Outstanding Production Design, Outstanding Sound Mixing, Outstanding Picture Editing, Outstanding Sound Editing, Outstanding Writing, Outstanding Everything, basically, at the primetime Outstanding Outstanding Everything. So, at the- Do we have any vets? Oh, wait, you didn't start the I'm thing. not there yet. Golden Globes. This was right. nominated for Best TV Series, Musical, or Comedy. Again, not a comedy. Uh, comedy. And Jeremy Allen White won for Best Performance by an Actor in a TV Series, Musical, or Comedy. As you hey. may recall. Yes. Yes. Carmi is a chef returning to Chicago. His brother passed away and left him his restaurant, The Beef, in Carmi's name. Carmi's cousin, Cousin, or Richie, has lots to say about it as he worked there as an for a, I put his entire life, but like a, a large period of his life. Yeah. Together they need to hire a crew and get the restaurant running efficiently. 
Okay, so our main character, as Christina said, is Carmi, played by Jeremy Allen White. Um, if you know Shameless, you know Jeremy Allen White, and you probably feel like his character from Shameless, Lip, just grew up and inherited this beef store because that series is also based in Chicago, and they both have very similar vibes. That being said, Carmi is a chef who formerly worked at a Michelin star restaurant but inherited the family business after his brother passed. The restaurant, the restaurant came with its own cast of characters. We have Richie, played by Eben Moss Rockba Rock, Rockbach. Maybe I spelled this wrong. I think I spelled this wrong. We're going to say Rockbach. Um, Bacharach. Okay, now I'm completely lost. Okay, it doesn't matter. We know who this guy is. Um, yes. If you've ever watched the show Girls, he was in Girls, one of my favorite characters on Girls. He is hysterical on the show. That being said, I rewatched one of my favorite movies, Mona Lisa Smile. He's in Mona Lisa Smile. He woos um, Jennifer Goodwin in that movie. And I then, never, you've never seen Mona Lisa Smile? Oh my God, watch Mona Lisa Smile, it's fantastic. Okay. Okay, and then uh, I also saw he was in The Dropout, which I haven't seen, but I know it's been on our like back burner for a while. It's true. Richie is an outspoken old school Chicago guy who has a temper and is not happy with Carmi's changes. Marcus is another character that he, they inherited, played by Lionel Boyce. Uh, he's in charge of making bread, but once Carmi takes over, he realizes he has a passion for baking and wants to do cakes and especially donuts. Uh, there's Tina, played by Lisa Colon Zayas. Uh, she's not crazy about the changes at all and has a pessimistic attitude to the whole thing, but comes around to the changes that Carmi's making. Uh, there's Ibrahim, Abraham, played by Edwin Lee Gibson. He's kind of just there, I guess is the best way to put him. Uh, there's Sydney, played by Ao Adibri. That's what we're landing on. Uh, she is as obsessed with being a chef as Carmi is. She went to his restaurant in New York and took the job without getting paid to work with him. She had a catering business that failed and is excited for this new opportunity. Then there's Fack, played by Maddie Matheson. Do you know who Maddie Matheson is? Oh, I do. You do? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay. We, we both kind of have the same significant other. So I feel like I, I only know Maddie Matheson through Nicholas, and I have a feeling that you know Maddie Matheson through David. Dave. That's how it started. Yeah. I was going to call him Dave. For some reason, I was going to call him Drake, and then I was going to call him David. I don't David. <laughs> I've never called him either of those things. Um, Fack is the handyman, but he's actually, I mean, it's Matty Madison. He's a great chef. Um, Uncle Jimmy is played by Oliver Platt. He's the local mob guy who loaned money to Carmi's brother. And then we get to Meek. The famous Michael himself, played by John Bernthal, who is a vet on this podcast, Christina, because what was he in? Um, was it Ford versus Ferrari? Yeah, it was. He was, he was Leon Coca. <laughs> but I think we've done other things with him because every time his name comes up, I'm like, he was Leon Coca. There's no better word to say than Leon Coca. Yeah, what's how do you spell his last name? Bernthal. Bernthal. I think I'm fucking this up. Is it J O H N? Uh, J O N. Burn. T H. 
A L, B E R N T H A L. B E R N. We did something else with him. He was in King Richard. Oh, he was in King Richard. I also totally blanked that we talked about King Richard. Because we've done a lot of things. We have. Um, we did it. Did we do the Unforgivable? I don't think so. That wasn't the series with the kid, right? No. What, the series with the kid? No, he was in The Many Saints in Orc. He was Johnny Soprano. Oh, oh my God, he was. What the, what the fuck are you doing? You're laying on my lamp. Oh, God, give me a second. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I have to unplug it because he's. I'm watching the lamp like have a mind of its own behind my computer. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, he was in Ford versus Ferrari. Did we do The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? No. I totally missed that he was in Many Saints of Newark because I looked through his IMDb page because he was That's our right. uh, only yeah. vet. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, and I feel like this each- fourth thing. Each time we did King Richard and The Many Saints of Newark, I feel like you were the one to bring up that he was Lee Iacocca. I did, because I, I remember saying this multiple times. So I knew it wasn't just one thing, but yeah, he was in Ford, Ford versus Ferrari and then King Richard and then the many saints in Nork and then the bear. And I don't, you're saying we did not do the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt on this podcast. No, no. Okay. we just talked about that in passing. I never finished the show. Oh, <gasps> I did. <laughs> so I don't watch movies and you don't finish shows. That's what I've learned about this podcast with you. Actually, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah, it is, 100%. Every next up episode, oh, I didn't finish it. Oh, how are we going to talk about the ending, Danielle? You have, the, you have the, the stamina. You have the desire to finish things. Where, meanwhile, I'm like, ah. <laughs> I don't need to see the ending. I've seen enough. Uh, I no, I gotta, I gotta make it. I gotta make it. Except, unless, especially if we're doing it for the podcast, I'm like, all right, I gotta. Well, I have to talk about the ending, so I kind of have to finish it. The podcast is a different story that will like hold me on to like finish things, but I start things not podcast related and never finish them all the time. I'm waiting for the day, and I thought I was gonna be with Annette, but I'm waiting for the day for you to just be like, ah, I just didn't finish it. <laughs> I couldn't do it. <laughs> I will know. okay. If I'm watching it for leisure, I will do that. If we're watching it for this, I need to come prepared. I, I have to finish it, even if it kills me. Like Annette. <laughs> a couple of times, oh my God, I can't. That is by far like probably one of the most amusing episodes we've ever done because i don't know if i've ever been so annoyed in my entire life what's so funny is that we have probably brought up the show the movie annette at least mm -hmm. like 10 episodes. different episodes absolutely yeah I, I, that was by i think that was by far the worst thing we've ever done on this podcast <laughs> I think I can confidently say that. And we've done almost 200 episodes. That's a lot of fucking television. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. It is. All right. Let's get into the climax. 
Sorry, yes. So after Sydney's debacle with the new online system and her sudden departure, the team has to pick themselves up and soldier on. Carmi admits in group that the reason he's hell-bent on fixing the restaurant is his way to try to fix what happened to his brother. Richie shows him the letter he found from Michael to Carmi. In the letter, it shows a recipe for a family meal, spaghetti, which in the beginning of the show, Carmi did not want to make because it was mushy and not good. Um, and also earlier in the show, Carmi questioned why Michael did not buy the big size can of Marzano crushed tomatoes. Oh, Sam, Mar Sam Marzano, sorry. I was about to say, if you're not Italian, you don't know, you buy the Sam Marzanos, they're fantastic. I have a, a big can of them right over here. <laughs> On the note, Michael noted that the 28-ounce cans quote-unquote taste better. As Carm starts making the meal and cracking open the cans, he finds out that Michael hid the $300,000 he borrowed from Uncle Jimmy in those cans. Or at least that's what I think it was. Is that what happened? I don't know. So I wasn't sure if it was that borrowed money or if it was the money from like possibly selling drugs to pay him back. Mm. It could be I have that. I feeling it might be the latter because they did mention like Richie kind of, Richie's conversations with him kind of hinted that like that was the thing that was happening. I think you were more on the ball with that because why would he borrow $300,000 and then pay someone then to hide it in cans? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. That that makes more sense. So. so you passing it on? Yeah, that's all I got. Okay. Staff come, the staff come out with tons of cans in their hands and they find giant wads of money wrapped in saran wrap in all of them. Sydney walks back in the door to find the money covered in sauce and everyone unpacking it. Richie doesn't miss a beat, tells her to grant a can opener like nothing happened. Sydney and Carm then quietly and calmly go back and forth with their ideas for operation. Carm puts a sign up in the window that thanks people for their patronage, lets them know that the beef is closed and that the bear will be coming soon. The staff and friends and uh, family cook a meal for each other and share it in the back of the restaurant. Everyone's exchanging stories and laughing. Carmen has a moment where he looks up and has a vision of his brother looking back at him before the credits roll. So what did IMDb rate this? Okay, overall it was an 8.5 out of 10. The second to last episode, the review, not the finale, um, was a 9 out of 10 and it was top rated. I'd also like to call attention to the fact that at least it's new to me and I'm on IMDb like at least once a week now. Um, they have a new like yellow banner that'll say like, top rated interesting new top rated yeah so I, I did notice that on the on the website maybe i'll take a screenshot of what it and like post it in our stories to see if other people have seen it um but on metacritic the meta score was a 91 and the user score was a 7.7 yeah that's weird all in the green but still that's a big gap well rotten tomatoes guess what the critics gave this 100. Hell yeah, they did. 100%. The audience, however, gave it a 92%. Uh, still an A minus. Can I read a quick five star review? Yeah. That I would love to know more, but this person decided to just leave a one sentence review. No. If Ted Lasso took the time to delve into its characters a bit more, phenomenal. What does that mean? Get the fuck out. Like, 
Are you talking to me or the dog? Or us? No, I'm talking to you. Oh, okay. I'll leave. I'm talking to the review, not you. The review. I would never think in my life to compare Ted Lasso to the show. Ever. It's unfortunate because they're both listed as comedies, though. Ted Lasso is more of a comedy than this. Absolutely. Ted Lasso is riddled with the moves of a comedy. Yeah. But... With undertones. This is like a drama with comedic undertones. I, I don't get this review whatsoever. They're comparing apples to oranges. Yeah. They're... They're comparing coffee to tea. I never thought you'd find a five-star review for a show that we both like that still aggravates me. <laughs> Mission accomplished. About two shows that we like. Yeah. 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 And that's also... And my I was like, oh, Danielle picked a five-star review. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> oh, well. Wrong-o. <laughs> yep. That's, that's fair. I should have known. You're welcome. Mine is a four-star review out of 10, titled, I also came for Jeremy Allen White. I, oh, okay. This is the first sentence. I love lip in, period. I believe it. There we go. There it is. Yep. There's a, there's a spelling error. So it's shamelessa instead of shameless. Shamelessa, and he's... Shane Lessa, and he is a great character actor. I was excited when my friend recommended the show. After season one, I think it's a good storyline, but also very hectic and chaotic. Whoa. I feel anxiety and stress watching every episode. Fucking join the club. Yeah. Okay. The kitchen is chaotic, and they allude to his dead brother's drug dealing without ever revealing the true story for too long. Every episode is a repeat or previous episodes with little in-depth knowledge of the characters until about 10 episodes in. Hey, season one's only eight episodes. What are you talking about? Um, I was so excited to see Lip expand his acting talents, but unfortunately, it's the same old working class underwater character he played in Shameless. I'm so upset. Did okay? Did you ever watch Shameless? Yeah, I got the season three. Okay, okay. Oh, you didn't finish it? No, because we didn't talk about it. <laughs> also, that show made me question my morality. <laughs> I, have to take fucking I say I, that like I was only able to sleep at night. I need you to understand this because I had to tell myself, Christina, it's a room full of writers. It's not one really fucking shitty person. It has to be a room full of people with their shittiest experiences. It can't just be coming from one person's brain. Yeah. Like I had to tell myself that because I could not believe what I was seeing. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'm, I joke about you didn't finish it. Meanwhile, I never finished it either. My parents have watched the entire thing, but and they tell me to watch the final seasons because they really liked them. But um, I feel like a lot of people tuned in for it because they loved Lip so much because he was such a lovable character on the show. Um, but it's, I don't know, I feel like it does sort of a disservice to try to compare the two characters, even though they are comparable in a way. And 
I don't know. I feel like it's it would be hard for him to try to be something completely different because he is so well known for being lip. But also like they're they both take place in Chicago. So yeah. like there's going to be some roots of a character that may transfer over. But the my problem with this person is that they're no longer referring to him as Jeremy Allen White. They're referring to him as Lip. And so when you refer to an actor, I think as the character, like that's a telltale sign that like you're no longer thinking of them as an actor, as a professional. You're thinking of them as a character, trying to yeah. become another character. And so you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. If I think, if, I think if you're looking at it that way, I I definitely agree. And I think that you know it's very very common for people to fall into that where you just know an, an actor by their character. And so many times he's probably been out, and they're like, "Oh my god, your lip!" And like, be like, "I'm Jeremy Allen White. Nice to meet you." But, but yeah, uh, we did it with the morning show. In what way? You need to expand on that. Okay, we hated the fact that Steve Carell was the person uh, that he was, right? Yeah. And because who do you think of Steve Carell as? Classic, Michael Scott. And so when you find out, okay, you know what? The morning show has been out long enough and we only did season one, so it's on you for not watching it. When you find out that Michael Scott is now a predator, you have a problem with it. Yeah. You know? The voice of Gru really big problem <laughs> America's sweetheart Steve Carell yeah yeah it was like it was like groundbreaking when when I like we we talked about it and I remember the, having this conversation with you we talked about it and we said like we didn't want to believe that it was true we wanted to believe his character and then when we saw it come to light we were so shocked and then we came to the realization that it was probably the best case scenario to cast like America's newfound sweetheart in this mm -hmm. role because it would be such a shock. Yeah. No, yeah. I do. Nothing against that. his acting. He just we everybody thinks of him as Michael Scott. And yeah. so he became like this big shockeroo. It did become a big shockeroo. Wow. Good way Shockeroo, to put it. That's a new one. I'm that, losing it. That all being said, do you want to segue into highs and lows? Yes. Because the number one high on the show is the acting. Yes. The cast overall is just absolutely fantastic. I don't think there's one person that I felt like needed to be carried. No. But the highlight is Jeremy Allen White and is also Eben Moss Rockbuck as Richie. It's Richie. And, and Maddie Matheson. And Maddie Matheson. <laughs> and Sydney uh, and Lionel and or Marcus and all of them. But... Our Rich, Richie is such a good character. Yeah. It's like, like, I want to root for him, and then he keeps screwing up. I know. He pisses you off, but also he's so lovable, and he's got so much depth to him. And I just love that actor so much that um, I just think that he always just delivers so, so well. Um, he never plays kind of a lovable... Oh, he plays the same kind of character in Girls where he... No, no, he doesn't. In Girls, he's just, like, a really, really annoying character. Yes. Who... Get down. Sorry. Keep going. Go ahead. Right. Yell at him. You know, he, he's good. He got off. He was, like, ready to jump on the couch. He didn't think I was paying attention. I'm good. Go ahead. Okay. He was a different character on Girls. <laughs> No, he was just, he was an annoying, like, true asshole, but he played it so, so well and so funnily. Funnily? 
so funny. That's the word. Funnily is not a word. I don't think so. Um, speaking of, the episode where Richie accidentally drugs the kids at the party. Uh, hysterical. Hysterical. Yeah. And then you think that, like, the big mob guy's gonna be pissed, and he's like, I actually like it this way. <laughs> now that's comedic. <laughs> that's will... comedy. That's comedy. Um, <laughs> do you have any highs? I do. Um, the yelling in these scenes, like with lots of people yelling, and a lot of times those scenes are really hard to do because you either can't hear or understand what's going on, but I thought that these scenes where there's like lots of yelling and chaos um were done really well yeah and all the people who say it's it's chaotic it's like yeah like i mean this is going into my expectation versus reality a little bit but one of the things that made me really want to watch the show is a lot of my friends who worked in the food industry said like this is a really good you might have said this i can't remember this is a really good depiction of what happens in a kitchen mm-hmm um, um so I yes it, it is very very accurate maybe you did yeah maybe you were one of the people who told me so yeah I um I liked that and so all the people who say like it's too chaotic it's too this it's too that I just say if you can't handle the heat get out of the kitchen huh no okay no i also like that joel joel McHale was the uh evil chef <laughs> yeah that was really good um i loved the one episode where they opened up and it was like people on their commutes to work in chicago and it's just like i don't know shots of chicago and sufjan steven's song chicago is playing i feel like that was very artistic and i love that was it maybe a little predictable? Sure, but I don't care. Show me those scenes all the time. Sometimes you see where something's going to go, and you're just like, yeah, I want to go there. Exactly. Not everything has to be this grand shock and surprise. No. Sometimes things are predictable, and that's fine. Yeah. I agree. Um, the shots in this, I think I this is really well done in terms of like how they were shooting certain pieces zooming in on certain pieces um yeah, yeah in those like yelling scenes they always have a lot of like quick shots very just chaotic of them running around and it really captured just the anxiety of that moment where you're just trying to like spin your wheels as quickly as possible and get everything done perfectly i feel like that was really spot on yeah, it reminded me of this short that we watched a long time ago. That one, like, best short, best realistic short or something like that. Don't quote me on what it was called. I can't remember. I just remember the cops came and, like, took everybody out of the house. But, like, right before oh, that, it was... Oh, with Riz Ahmed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking of the neighbor's window when you were thinking about when you were saying no, short. That's a different kind of chaos. That was a different kind of chaos. Um, yes, that was Riz Ahmed, and I do not remember the name of that, but that did win an Academy Award, and that was very good. Yeah, that's what it made me. That kind of like, like the camera's just a little shaky. It's here, it's there, it's zoomed in, it's zoomed out. Like that whole like 
they're acting, but also the cameraman is fucking bringing his A game, you know? Yeah. It's insane. And, like, that combination, like, that'll give anybody anxiety. Yeah. I also sort of loved... It started out in the beginning of the show, and then they closed it with... They followed up with it in the finale. In the beginning of the show, you see this kitchen, and it's really just, like, disheveled. There's food on the floor. It's messy. And then towards the end, after Carmi made all these changes, it's still sort of like that. So it it kind of, yeah. like, adds to, like, he's been trying to do so much to the beef. or sh- It's called the beef, right? But, like, oh, right, because Richie had the, like, off-brand or the incorrect spelling where it's the burf or something like that. Yeah. Um, Said they were limited editions. <laughs> um, Carmi's trying so hard to change the beef, but he can't, and, the, and that leads him to close it down and start something that's his own because the beef was never his own, so he couldn't run it the way that he wanted to. Season nine or episode nine or no 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 episode seven the episode with that like food the review was it called the review that's yeah. where um, Sydney accidentally like leaves the ordering on and they have twenty five thousand like orders to fill right away so the anxiety you feel when you like find out about all those orders being placed for pre order is terrifying I can't I I really didn't have any lows I really enjoyed I mean I certainly don't enjoy feeling anxious but I really enjoyed like just buckling in for this ride I didn't have any lows I think that I can understand why people don't like this show though because there are there are people who don't like it they can't handle it and also at the end of the day it's a dialogue heavy show if you don't like the show you also don't like succession oh that's a good point see that's a better comparison than freaking ted lasso i agree stop it sorry dog's acting up tonight yes just another preacher (laughs) Uh, yeah that's a good point as opposed to ted lasso where are you going? What are you doing? There's a speck of food. Like one of his pieces of food that was like behind a cabinet that he had to have. Of course. You would think I didn't feed him for five days. I just fed him before we got on this call. Of course. Okay. Anyway. So what'd you um, eat? I feel like I don't even want to say because like... I know. I know. Eight. <laughs> but um, I'll tell you what I had I watched this a while ago so I'll tell you what I had while I was preparing like my notes and things like that I um, not stir fried is it stir fry? no I sauteed um, eggplant and onions mm. um, and then I threw them in a dish with whole wheat spaghetti aioi mm, nice so, as fancy as we were getting for dinner. Have you been eating a lot of zucchini since it's been uh, in season right now? No, but maybe I should. Yeah. Go uh, go text my dad. He has a bunch of zucchini. He'll definitely give you some. Okay. Um, 
I would say to watch a show, have a glass of wine, because it's easy to get anxious and you need something to calm you down. Um, but doesn't this make you want to get into fine dining? Oh, wait till we be, have our IRL moment. Ooh, okay. All right, I'm excited. Uh, that being said, expectation versus reality. What's your thoughts? I mean, I already told you mine. I expected chaos. I got exactly that. Um, because when I had spoken to people, they said, like, this is crazy. I, It's the best way to describe a kitchen. And to double down on your point from before about people not liking the show, I've also seen a lot of reviews of them saying that this was not their experience in a kitchen. And so they felt that it was, like, not true. I've also seen the reverse of that, people saying that it was too much like their experience in a kitchen and they couldn't sit down and watch it because it just made them anxious. I think, it, yeah, I saw I saw lots on either side of that. So it was interesting. It was interesting to it was interesting to hear people's thoughts on this show. I don't really say that about every show. Yeah. But one was intriguing. Um, so I saw so much hype for the show. My friend Janelle told me to watch this and that she predicted that Jeremy Allen White would win an award for his monologue in the finale because she loved it so much. Uh, I also heard how real it was for people in the food industry. Um, I think it was great. Um, I do not think this was a comedy. This was 1,000% a drama. That's our, that's our low. That, that, can, be our that low. can be the low. Yeah, it's not a comedy. However, like when I... like saw ads for it I didn't think it was a comedy like it does not advertise does not run as a comedy there's definitely like some comedic relief but it's it's a drama yeah but I'll tell you though when I laughed I belly laughed yeah mostly at Richie at, mostly at Richie yeah or or Maddie Matheson yeah or fact or the two of them together oh my god I oh can't. yeah i did start season two when they like get together because they're like fixing up the place very funny yeah, i'm gonna fix it he's like what do you mean you're gonna fix it he's like i'm gonna fix it <laughs> i can't because you know what you, you have been in the environment with two similar people talking that way mm-hmm. yep so have i yes all right very my IRL moment is very brief. I also obsess over donuts the way that Marcus does, and I'm sure you can relate to that. You probably obsess over them more than I do. I do love so much do I love donuts. But also, so when Dave and I went to Brooklyn, I can't remember if I told you this. After we watched The Bear, we researched one-star Michelin restaurants. Mm-hmm. And we went to one called Claro. This is not a plug. Um, but I am telling everybody if you're in the down, I think it's downtown Brooklyn, I think. Okay. Uh, so we had to take like three subways to get there. Worth it. Um, affordable, not like $300 ahead yeah. to get in. I think it was like an $80 prefix menu. That's not bad. Not at all. Four courses. Okay. You get to choose. Okay. We like choices. So, yeah. So that we paid a little extra for the, um, the salsas homemade um tortillas or tostadas whatever they're called and like they come in the discs and you have to actually break them yeah this verde was cream with no dairy in it but the consistency was like just green cream i don't know how they did it their red salsa was smoky and then if things were too spicy danielle they had a 
next to those salsas, they had guac. And then they also had like carrots and other vegetables in a vinaigrette to Ooh, offset the spice. That's like, nice. Everything. Um, Cause my first course was like strawberry habanero salmon ceviche. Ooh. Oh my God. Yeah, well, I'm oh sorry. God. What's the name of this place? I'm making a note right now. Clara. Clara. C-L-A. Um, the second course was like something on a tostada. Okay. Dave's was venison. I don't remember what mine was. Um, but and then they they were like behind. So they Dave was like, oh, they made a mistake. They brought us an extra one, and I don't remember what it was called, but it had like the it was had like the mushroom in it, the second mm. course. It was fucking phenomenal. Let me tell you, with every bite we took, we just held our heads. I just, I would take a bite and I'd be like, oh my God. Like, was, I Dave, was. was Dave being as vocal as when we went to Domo Domo? Yes. Oh, yes. that's yes. good. That's, yes. that's fun. That's fun. Because it was more so. So like, um, Domo Domo, for those of you who don't know, it's in Jersey City. It's like another, uh, what is it? What is it called? The style of like serving um domo domo has two locations they're also in new york it's called uh omakasa which is a japanese tasting menu yeah so we did that dave we all very much enjoyed it um and so we were like this is the domo domo is like the closest experience that we have to this Mm -hmm. um yeah we were just like it was amazing they just kept giving us free shit love that like the, the, after the second round, I was like, I'm just going to have one drink because I don't want to get like silly to the point where I can't taste anything because mm-hmm. that's why I'm here to taste the food. So I ordered one drink. I was like, make sure there's not a lot of sugar in it. I still want all my food to taste good. Yeah. Guy turns around a different waiter and he's like, oh, the bartender made these margaritas and said, I can give them to whoever I want. Here you go. We were like, what? Love a margarita. <laughs> then we had a third course. Um, I had like short rib mole i dave had pork cheek mole and then the dessert i had homemade churros oh. with a with a caramel oh. dipping sauce oh my lord above danielle i cannot and dave had like this chocolate cake but it was like dark rich deep chocolate like cacao in it it was i and then and then they were like hey guys we brought you an extra dessert. Oh, what? You brought me homemade rice pudding with fried peaches on it? Are you fucking out of your mind? Why would you say churro? They were, I had to have it. Because they were, now I want churros. They were so crunchy. Oh. And you know what? They were not like totally covered in sugar. Oh. And I think that made it better. Because when I dipped them in the caramel dipping sauce, the sugar on top wasn't like overpowered. I'm telling everybody now, fucking go to Claro. You won't regret it. And if you want to experiment, I think they have, I forget what alcohol it is. I don't want, I want to say tequila, but I don't think it's tequila. Is but it they mezcal? have like an alcohol. What? Mezcal? Yes. What is that? I honestly, I don't know. I just hear people order it all the time. Well, they had a mezcal tasting menu. I think it was like an extra 50 bucks. Damn. Okay. I wrote it down. I'm going. Sign me um, up. It's, it's it's bomb. And, and when we go to Florida on vacation. Florida. We book, we, Florida. We booked another one Michelin star restaurant, but it's Italian. Ooh, fun. 
like this has now become a thing. Like we've decided that when we go on vacation, we could just like, you know, eat whatever here and there, but like one night we're going to have like a really good meal. And so we've just decided because of this show to research like one, just like one star Michelin restaurants and just like have that experience. It's totally worth it. Does Michelin have like, uh, like a newsletter or like something to subscribe to? You don't know the story? (laughs) Oh no. What? This is the story. So the tire guys, right? Michelin tires, same shit. Yeah. Yeah. So they made these, like, they made the tires and, like, they made these, they made these brochures or, like, magazines year, like, so long ago. And it was, like, places that you would travel to. So, like, restaurants, hotels to stay at. And so, like, it became, like, this free thing. Mm-hmm. And one of the Michelin brothers was, like, out traveling and he saw his magazines literally holding up, like, a bench. And he was like, that's it, fucking... We're done with the free shit. Everybody's got to pay for something. And so they, they made it this level of prestige because when they gave it away for free, nobody wanted it. So then they adopted the philosophy. People want what they pay for. And then it became this level of prestige. And then they have like, so like they'll go, I don't know who goes, but they go to these places and they look at everything. Like, yeah. like, in the, like the service was good. Like they, they, they never wanted people to wait. I think that's why they kept giving us free shit. Yeah. Like, we didn't mind because we were yeah. still eating one dish before the next one came out. But, yeah, that's the story as, like, how it started. So are you subscribed to whatever they do? I am not. But we just go on their website. And it's cool because if there's an area where you don't think that you can afford a place, they also have a list of honorable mentions. So places that don't have a Michelin star quite yet, but yeah. they still deem as really good. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's really, really cool. All right, so that's good to know. There's your uh, restaurant recommendation for Brooklyn, and uh, go check out all your Mich- the Michelin star restaurants in your area on www.michelin.com. I don't know if that's correct, but <laughs> that's sure. That's not correct. Yeah, just Google Michelin star restaurants, and it'll take you uh, over there, and then you can see how many have stars. There you go. Cool. Anyway... That's it, right? That's all we got for this evening. All right. So uh, we're off next week. The following week, we'll be doing the Bear Season 2, and then we're rolling into September. Heck yes, Uh, we are. We'll take some recommendations. We have some ideas. We'll take some of yours. But we're starting September with a movie because... We're busy gals. We're we're around. Yeah. We're here, there, we're everywhere. We're everywhere, no. Everything, everywhere, all at once. That's basically oh. what August is. I was going to go. We're here. We're there. We're every fucking where. Roy, Roy can. Roy can. All right, everyone. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your weeks, weekends. Oh, um, hey, it's two girls oh, on right. Instagram. <laughs> Classic Cena, Instagram and Twitter. Danielle Kobianki, Instagram. Send us emails. Send us reviews. Two girls watch TV at gmail.com. If you have a restaurant experience, you should let us know because uh, we'd love to hear your restaurant experience in comparison to the bear um, and check out the YouTube channel Two Girls Drink Beer. Okay, that's it. All right, everyone. Enjoy your weekends. We'll catch you next week. Or no, we're not, we will not catch you next week. We will catch you two weeks from now because it's August and we're busy. All right, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.